Hello there, I'm Julian and I'm really pleased that you've chosen to download and listen to this episode. I really do appreciate you taking the time out to listen to little old me. If you're new here, then welcome to the Productivity Matters podcast. This is a bit of a special episode as I'm going to talk about planning a wedding. My wedding, in fact. Yes, I'm just going to pop the champagne open right now and pour myself a glass. Would you like one too? All right then, enjoy it as you listen to this week's episode. Yes, I'm getting married. This coming Sunday, in fact. And if you're listening after the event, then it's the 17th of March. It's an amazing feeling, and we are both very excited. In fact, everyone is very excited. Karen, my fiancé, is a wonderful lady. Does the word lady make you think of an older person? I was thinking about this the other day. At what point do you go from being a young man or woman to a man or a woman? Should I say that my fiancé is a wonderful woman or a wonderful girl? Doesn't girls sound too patronising? Whatever. Karen is wonderful in every sense. She's beautiful, caring, generous, loving, and I can't wait to marry her. We've been together for over seven years and the time has flown by. Seven years. Yep, this is the seven-year itch in reverse. (laughs) No, between us we have five children And before you start shouting at me, they don't all live with us all of the time. So whilst all of this is very exciting, it's really a lovely tenuous link to talk about some of the apps we've been using to help prepare for the big day. Now, these won't come as a surprise to regular listeners, but explaining them in a real world scenario may help you to better understand the benefits that they bring. Now, Karen is not a huge fan of using lots of different technology. A pad and a pen are more her style, which is absolutely fine. And it works. It just makes it more difficult if you need to share tasks and information. So, what have we been using? First of all, as with all big events, there are to-do lists on top of to-do lists. And whilst I use Todoist and I totally love it, I wasn't going to force it on Karen, so we set up a shared reminders list on iCloud, and now I can see all of the tasks, when they're added, and more importantly, when they're checked off as complete. I would have liked to have these in Todoist, however, since I use Fantastical 2, I set the specific reminders list to show in my calendar, so I only needed to see the one list, and it's easy to add a reminders list from Fantastical 2 as well. So I did create my own list in Todoist for some of the things that I needed to do, like write my speech and sort out my clothes and uh, you know things like that, and in this way I could keep my individual tasks separate from the main tasks. Of course, there are many people involved in planning and delivering an event as big as a wedding, and those who are providing the services, such as the caterer and florist, want to meet up with you. And meetings for all of these were managed using a shared iCloud calendar. Again, as I use Fantastical 2 on my MacBook and iPhone, the calendar is available there, and I could continue to use that without making any significant changes. So, Fantastical 2 has proved itself very versatile in bringing together two applications to minimise the number of apps that are actually needed. And with all the emails flying backwards and forwards, I use Spark Email and the integration with Todoist has helped me to save time by just adding the emails to the relevant service there for following up later. 
Now, as the groom, I need to write and deliver a speech, and I agonised and spent a rather inordinate amount of time going over it and finessing it, and I needed a tool to keep it with me everywhere I go so I could access it whenever I needed to. And that tool is Evernote. Now, I've been an Evernote user for over eight years now, and whilst I've tried others, such as Bear and OneNote, uh, the Notes app on uh, my Apple devices, and Google Keep as another example, regardless of the bad press that Evernote has received over the last few months, it's still the service that I naturally turn to for taking notes. A big benefit of Evernote is the Web Clipper. It's a fantastic way to take clips from the internet and save them for later. Or maybe you're researching a new car or holiday or anything you like and you see something on the internet you want to keep for reference. Now the Web Clipper, which is installed as an extension on your browser, will let you either capture the entire screen or just a snippet or just a text version and save it straight into Evernote. And you can even set the notebook you want to store it in along with any notes and tags. Now, I use Evernote in conjunction with Scannable, so it's been very useful to capture invoices and important information that we've been receiving while we've been um, making the arrangements for the wedding, and they're all stored in a single place, easy to retrieve. I also do use Evernote for work to capture notes from meetings, as well as somewhere to brainstorm ideas. Now, the other thing about Evernote is the search functionality. It's brilliant. If you've scanned in documents, the OCR capability means that when you search for something, Evernote doesn't just look at the notes, but it also looks inside any documents that you've scanned. It will search the text, and it will also search text as part of a photo as well. This means that even without using notebooks, if you just scan everything into the default notebook within Evernote and it's all a big jumble, it's a very high probability that you'll be able to find what you're looking for. It does mean that the number of results returned could be quite daunting, which is another reason you may want to use tagging to help filter and focus what you're actually looking for. Evernote also has templates which are ideal if you use the same format for many of your note-taking. When you start a new note, you can opt to use a template and the screen will be pre-filled with tables or format for you to then go on and complete. It's great for agendas or journal keeping or a telephone message pad style thing. Anyway, back to my speech. Now, weddings are not cheap and another huge part of planning a wedding is actually managing the finances keeping tabs on expenses. It's a must. Of course, this is relevant for all things in life, not just for weddings. Now, I created a Google Sheet uh, in which I added four columns. Uh, the reason for the expenditure and the total expected cost, the deposit that had been paid or money that we paid, and the final column, which is a calculated value based on the expected cost, less the money's already paid. Now, because this is a Google Sheet, I could share this quite easily with Karen and she could update the figures herself. So we had a, an updated sheet at all times. We also created the guest list and the table plan in Google Sheets so that we could send that out. And uh, we also used Google Docs for some of the reserved signs that we want to put on some of the chairs at the ceremony. Whilst, uh, whilst I've been pulling details together for this episode, I got to thinking about phrases to do with weddings. And the most common one that I could tell is um, to tie the knot. I think we've all heard that phrase, but what does it actually mean? 
Well, there is a, a suggestion that the expression derives from the nets of knotted string which supported beds prior to the introduction of metal-sprung bed frames, and the theory goes that in order to make a marriage bed, you needed to tie the knot. Now, like many um, folk etymological explanations, there's not a shred of evidence to support this idea. So it isn't clear whether this expression derives from an actual knot that's used in marriage ceremonies or whether the knot is merely symbolic of a lasting unity. Knots have a place in the folklore of many cultures and usually symbolise unbreakable pledges. Actual knots have certainly been used in marriage ceremonies for some time and the tradition of tying the wrists of the bride and groom with twine continues today in marriages in the use of sashes which are placed over principal's wrists. The word knot, although not in the phrase tie the knot, has also been associated with marriage since at least the 13th century to mean tie or bond of wedlock, the marriage or wedding knot. Another phrase that you don't hear much anymore, but it's, a, it's an old English saying, is plight my troth. Oh dear me, sounds a bit, a bit dangerous really. Troth it means faithfulness, loyalty or honesty. Uh, it's not something you just trot out, it's something that is a commitment. It is something you plight. So the magic spell could be, I promise you I will be true. And one more common slang uh, terms include getting hitched or getting spliced. Okay, it's time for Podcast of the Week. This is my weekly look at another podcast that you might find interesting or enjoyable or even both. I don't normally do national radio broadcasts, but one that I listen to every day is from uh, the BBC Radio 2 here in the UK. It is the daily pop quiz called Popmaster. It's hosted by Ken Bruce, and this quiz is part of the weekday mid-morning show and pits two listeners against each other to get the highest score to get the chance of winning a digital radio. Now, the podcast splits this segment and presents it in a nice, roughly 15-minute episode. As I said, I would normally promote an independent podcaster, but since this one is a lot of fun to listen to, especially as I try my best to answer as many questions as possible, then I thought I'd include it. That's Popmaster from BBC Radio 2. It's available wherever you normally listen to your podcasts. So planning a wedding is a lot of fun and we've really worked as a team to make sure it's going to be a day to remember. I really cannot wait. So a recap of the productivity tools that we've used to help us has been Todoist and Reminders, Apple Calendar and Fantastical 2, Google Docs and Google Sheets and Evernote. And that's it for another week. I'm going to prepare to tie the knot and plight my troth. I hope you found this episode interesting. If you have any questions about anything I've mentioned or anything else, then please get in touch via Twitter at Prod Matters. Please don't forget to press the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice. You'll get a notification ding when a new episode has been released so you won't miss another one. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember, productivity matters.